Yo fam, Coach Sam, Strong Gens Coaching, back with another episode for you guys. And on today's episode, I'm actually going to be going through an article that I read um, on USA Today. Well, it says USA Today at the top. I'm using the news app inside my iPhone, so I guess they just have a bunch of publications on there. This is one that caught my eye because it's about anxiety. I like reading about anxiety. I had suffered my own little stretch of anxiety in my early 20s. Um, it was attached to a short depression that I had, or I guess long depression, it's relative, you know, some people suffer depression for six weeks, some people suffer depression for 60 years, mine was about three years, so not too long, not too short, enough for me to learn and grow and become a better person because of it, but anyways, I always like reading about mental health, uh, because it's something that I'm very passionate about, very close to my heart, and also, it's in my profession as a personal trainer, I deal with the psychological aspect of the human being more often than not. So I love reading up on it, but um, we're going to go through this article. I already read it. Obviously, I'm not going to read the whole thing to you. If you want to read the whole thing, you can find it on USA Today. Um, uh, yeah, USA Today. And uh, But before we get started, gents, if you could please smash that five-star review button, I would greatly appreciate it. I'm trying to grow this podcast to reach as many men as possible, and I need your help. It takes a tribe, gentlemen. So smash that five-star review button. Leave a little bit of love for your boy. And if you uh, like this episode, please, at the end, share it with two friends. And getting back to it. So, again, this article is about anxiety. And the title of this article is, Anxiety is Everywhere. Experts double down on a solution that may surprise you. (laughs) I'm laughing because it says, a solution that may surprise you. And when I get down to the solution and read it to you, you're going to be like, are you fucking serious? Like, yeah, no shit, dog. I already knew that. Tell me something I didn't know and tell me something that's actually going to help me propel my life in a better direction. But, um, you know, they start this article off with a story. It's funny because a lot of the people they mention in here are from New Jersey and I'm from New Jersey too. So it's kind of funny, but, um, they started off with a story about a man who's sitting in his driveway. Okay. And they say, They say he's thinking about the long commute ahead, and he grabs the steering wheel of his black BMW. They have to throw in that he has a black BMW. If you're driving a black BMW, dog, you're doing pretty good. If you're anxious about something, I'm not sure what it is, because most people ain't driving around in a black BMW. Uh, At least most people aren't driving around a black BMW if they're broke, all right? Or maybe that's all they spent their money on. Maybe that's why they're anxious. Because they spent all their money on a fucking BMW. It's just weird how they had to put that in there. Anyways, he's sitting in his driveway, clutching his steering wheel, panicking about his drive to work, thinking about all the bad things that can happen to him. They mentioned, like, someone running into him, running a red light, someone smashing into him, blah, blah, blah. They say his, his chest is tightening, his body is shaking, his heart is pounding as if he just collided with a speeding car. But in reality, he was still sitting in the driveway with the engine off, white-knuckling the steering wheel due to a mental illness he's been managing for decades. Listen, dog, I suffered anxiety. Not once in my entire life did I sit in my driveway, in my car, squeezing the steering wheel as hard as possible, thinking about all the ways I'm going to die as soon as I pull out of my driveway. Okay, that, that probably happens to some people for sure. Okay, Definitely some people who have severe forms of anxiety. I get that. But when the title of the article is anxiety is everywhere, what you're saying is it's very common. And what you should be talking about is anxieties of the common man, okay? Because that's not one of them, 
okay? The amount of people who sit in their car white knuckling the steering wheel, thinking about how many times they're, how many ways they're going to die before they pull out of the driveway. And not a lot of people. Maybe a thought crosses someone's mind every once in a while when they're pulling out of their driveway and they look left and look right and they pull out and they're like, ooh, what if a car ran into me, right? But that fear, that freezing fear of white knuckling steering wheel sitting in driveway thinking about all the possible ways that you're going to die as soon as you pull out of the driveway does not happen commonly. That's not a commonplace thing in the regular person's mind. It's just not. And you can argue me on that, but um, I think the amount of people on the road driving every single day is a testament to uh, me being right on that. And so they start this article off with some, a form of anxiety, an example of anxiety, which is not common. Right, so they're talking about anxieties everywhere, and then they give you an example of a story that's not common at all. Um, you want to know what's more common than that? Okay, what's more common than that is saying, "Oh, here's 63-year-old Barbara Brown, and she is telling reporters that she has uh, never left her house in the last seven months because she is extremely frightened of dying of a virus." Um, that has been promote, <coughs> excuse me, has been promoted all over news and social media, and all she sees is just every single time she opens up her phone is is death and destruction by virus. That's something that is more common to the average person, considering what happened in 2020 with the coronavirus, right? So for you, it's just weird to me that the title of this is "Anxieties Everywhere," and then they use an example that barely ever fucking happens, right? It's just I don't know, man. Something about modern day media. And journalism just drives me insane. Um, But they are right. In the article, they say that the prevalence of anxiety has skyrocketed in the U.S. over recent years, affecting more than a third of uh, adults every year. And it's the most common uh, mental illness in the country. Like, that's true. And part of the reason that anxiety has skyrocketed over recent years is because of what I just mentioned, fucking COVID, when the entire... uh, Media is telling you every single day, nonstop, every minute of every single hour of every single day of every single week for three years that you are going to die if you get this virus. And it's just constantly showing people on body bags and they're just showing how fast it's spreading. Yeah, no shit anxiety is going up, okay? Because you're injecting fear of a life-ending situation into the minds of the population so of course anxiety is going to go up okay to this day i still know people who are afraid to leave their house so um is anxiety more prevalent yes but it's not just because anxiety is very common it's because it was propelled there by a an event in history that is was at first extremely scary and then we come to learn that it really wasn't that serious and we all got played um But moving on, I have to give uh, respect where respect is due and credit where credit is due. Um, They do say in the article that, you know, anxiety is nothing to be ashamed of and that it's honestly, uh, it's natural. And it is natural. It's something that we all uh, come across. It's something that we all have to deal with. It's something that's all ingrained within us. You know, anxiety is part of the human experience. Um, But... What they say in this article, which is wrong, may I add, it is wrong, is that it says, and I'll read it word for word, anxiety is a natural and a normal reaction to stress, danger, or something new. Okay? That is wrong. This is a person who has authored the book, Thriving with Anxiety, Nine Tools to Make Your Anxiety Work for You. 
First of all, how fucking stupid. Um, I should probably read the book first before I say that because, hey, it could be a good book. But um, Thriving with Anxiety, Nine Tools to Make Your Anxiety Work for You. Come on now. But their definition of anxiety, the definition that they have in here, which I'll read again, anxiety is a natural and a normal reaction to stress, danger, or something new. Is not true. That is not what anxiety is, okay? Because when you say uh, a normal reaction to stress, danger, or something new, that means something in the present moment. And what that actually is, is the response from the fight or flight system in our nervous system, okay? When the fight or flight system in our nervous system is triggered through a reaction to stress, danger, or something new, we release a lot of adrenaline, a lot of cortisol, we get hyper-focused, and we get into a state of readiness, okay? Not necessarily a state of nervousness or anxiety, we get into a state of readiness, okay? And if we are in that state of readiness for too long, we can, we can then burn out, okay? But what anxiety is, because that's not what anxiety is, it's not a normal reaction to stress, danger, or something new, okay? Anxiety is the fear, okay, of what may occur in the future, it's not a reaction to stress, okay? It's not a reaction to something new, okay? That's your fight or flight response. They're two different things. Anxiety, okay, is the fear of what may occur in your future. You are anxious about what is to come. So they got the definition of anxiety wrong. So you can't, you can't even write an article about anxiety if you don't even know what it is. How, how nuts is that? How absolutely insane is that? I'm going to take a sip of coffee real quick. Give me a second, gents. Give me a second, okay? Uh, now, I'm sure, I'm sure some of you um, experience anxiety. It's something normal. You know, credit in this article, you know, they say it's, it's common, and it is common because we are always thinking about the future. We're always thinking about what may happen to us in the future, what we're going to do in the future. And honestly, that's a good thing. Human beings, we have the ability to look into the future. We have the ability to try and predict the future. And we have the ability to try and create the future that we want to live, but at the cost of possibly being anxious about that endeavor. And so just like anything, things come at a cost, you know, um, yin and yang. You do something, something's going to happen. There's an action, there's a reaction, so on and so forth. So you can't try and get rid of anxiety altogether because if you're trying to get to a new stage in your life, you're going to be thinking about that new stage in life and everything that comes with it and the obstacles that you're going to run into. And that's going to give you a sense of nervousness. Uh, and that's what we call anxiety, okay? Anxiety is the fear of what may occur in the future, okay? It's not a reaction to stress happening right now or doing something new. No, that is a state of fight or flight. That is a state of readiness. There are two different things, um, and anxiety is the fear of the future. So moving on in this article here, they go on to talk about, you know, finally, you know, what you should be doing, and you know, to kind of get over your anxiety, and, or we're getting to that point. And so it says pursuing success instead of happiness is what also breeds anxiety. And I'm going to be honest with you, from my personal experience, that is completely and totally wrong. And they do give the example, obviously, of working in the modern world um, where it's just, I love how it uses this. 
I didn't catch this the first time around when I was reading it. It just didn't pop it. It didn't stand out to me. But much of the world, I'm quoting now, much of the world, especially a highly competitive and capitalistic country like the U.S., <laughs> of course, they have to throw in capitalistic, right? How about just the greatest fucking country on earth, um, the U.S., consistently rewards external success such as fame and fortune but fails to reward internal successes like self-development, emotional stability, and other less publicly perceivable goals. This has led many to chase accolades at the risk of genuine personal growth, fueling anxiety, and diminishing self-worth when those sometimes unrealistic expectations aren't met. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Whoever the author of this article is, you have been, you are just so soft. You are so mentally weak, okay? And maybe that's why you struggle with anxiety because everything you just said is a farce. Everything you just said doesn't make any goddamn sense at all. And I just love how they always turn back to, to it's a capitalistic problem. It's the problem of capitalism. Capitalism is causing all the problems in the world. Capitalism is causing your anxiety. God, this person is mad. This person is is insane. Okay, so let's break this down real quick. Much of the world, especially a highly competitive and capitalistic country like the U.S., consistently rewards external success such as fame and fortune, but fails to reward internal successes like self-development, emotional stability, and other less publicly perceivable goals. Okay, so first of all, capitalism gives you the ability to move up in your life and move up in the world and to obtain things you would not have been able to attain if you were not able to move up and make more money or get a better position in life or build the relationships that you want. Uh, countries that you know run off of communism, you never have the ability to get anything you want because everything is the same. You don't have a chance to grow and to succeed and to to have yourself uh, experience all the wonders of the world and buy anything you want and do anything you want because you're being controlled and you're supposed to be like everybody else. Okay. Um, so, and no, capitalism doesn't consistently reward external success such as fame and fortune. Okay. If you look at America, okay, how, what percent of Americans, America is a capitalist country, what percent of Americans have a huge fortune and are highly famous? How about this? How many Americans have any fortune at all? And how many Americans are famous? The percentage is so small, dude. It is so small, okay? That is not, okay, what capitalistic country does. What a capitalistic country like the United States does is it says, dude, it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter how much money you have in your bank account. It doesn't matter where you came from or how you started. It doesn't matter if you struggle with anxiety or you feel depressed. It doesn't matter who you are, where you came from, what you do. If you put in hard work, good things will come to you. You can have the life that you want to live. You can build it here. You can gain another, you can step another rung on that ladder every single year of your life and propel you to a better life and a better living situation. And then when you have kids, you'll put them in a better living situation. That's what it means to be living in a capitalistic country. Okay. We don't, we don't consistently reward external successes with fame and fortune. Okay. That's just, that is such a ridiculous claim. That is insanity. Okay, and not everybody's goal in life is to be filthy rich and be famous. A lot of, a lot of people's goal in life, which this person should 
should uh, get off of social media because it seems like the only place they live is social media. It seems like they're the ones comparing themselves to other people online because what they don't realize, someone who, for example, for me, who's been working with the everyday person for over a decade now, one-on-one, I have over 30,000 hours of personal training in, okay? Um, What they don't realize with someone that I, like me, realizes is that the everyday person doesn't fucking care about that. They don't care about fame and fortune, Okay, what they care about is waking up every day, going to a job that they enjoy, raising a family that they're proud of, and doing some things and having some things that they love. That's what the average person wants. And you want to know what kind of society gives that to that person? A capitalistic society. No other society on earth can do that for a person. Not not one other society on earth. So capitalism is the greatest thing in the world. Um, and for someone to say that all we're trying to do, a capitalist country is only trying to do is reward people with external success, such a famous fortune, is insane. Because what a capitalist society allows you to do is build your own life. Okay, so then you get to pick. Okay, you get to pick what rewards you want. And then it says it fails. Um, to reward internal successes like self development, emotional stability, and other less publicly perceivable goals. This goes back to responsibility, okay? It says capitalism fails to reward internal successes like self-development and emotional stability. That's not the job of the country. That is not the responsibility of the country or the state, okay? Internal successes like self-development and emotional stability are your responsibility. It's the responsibility of the individual, okay? It's the responsibility of you and your family, It's not the country. You can't blame a society for your lack of internal, quote-unquote, success in self-development and emotional stability. That comes down to you. That comes down to you not wanting to do the work. That comes down to you being complacent in where you are right now in life and accepting um, your stagnation. That comes down to you. That comes down to you being the victim and blaming things like a capitalistic society, the best society in the world that gives you the greatest chance at finding, quote unquote, internal success like self-development and emotional stability, okay? That is you dishing off responsibility because you don't want to take responsibility for your own life and it's disgusting, okay? Uh, And then again, it goes on to say, this has led many to chase accolades at the risk of genuine personal growth, fueling anxiety and diminishing self-worth when those sometimes unrealistic expectations aren't met. Again, kind of like what I already said, the average person is not trying to chase fame and fortune. They're just trying to live a fantastic life that they built themselves. They want to live a life according to how they view the world and their morals and and what they like and enjoy and want to do. And the only country and the only society you can do that in is a capitalist society. So this person's just, this person's insane. Um, they should not have written this article because they've pretty much gotten every single thing wrong in this article. Um, and chasing accolades, you know, it it continues personal growth. I hate this whole whole thing about we shouldn't be pr- pursuing success. We should be pursuing happiness because it's totally wrong. It's false. And I know that from personal experience because in my early 20s, I wanted to, I, I felt like, you know, because everybody tells you you should be happy. But happiness is not the goal. Progress is the goal, okay? I got fooled in my early 20s. I read hundreds, we're at least it had to be at least 300 self-help books. I mean, you can ask my old man. I was living with him at the time. There'd be a new book delivered to the house every week, every couple days, okay? I read hundreds of self-help books, hundreds of them, and none of them fucking worked. None of them worked. Not one of them worked, okay? 
Um, the, 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 it's a farce, man. It's fake. The, the idea that you should strive to be happy is wrong because happiness doesn't exist. Okay. Happiness is not a state of being. Happiness is an experience, right? It's kind of like being excited. Okay. Happiness comes and goes. There's an ebb and flow to this. Okay. But what does keep you stable and what does keep you motivated for life and what does give you more chances at being happy more often is progress. Okay. Because what is depression? When you think about it, what is depression? Depression is being depressed, okay? Depression is being stuck in the past. Depression is not letting go, okay? It's it's Depression is what is happening in the past. It's the experience of living in the past, okay? So what will get you out of a depression? Progressing forward in life, okay? So having success, pursuing genuine personal growth, to quote this person, okay, when they said, uh, has men... It has led many to chase accolades at risk of genuine personal growth when chasing accolades is the way to personal growth. You grow through challenges. You grow through progress. You grow, okay, through taking risks. That's what you do. And sometimes, yes, sometimes taking those risks do come with some anxiety because you don't know what the future is. So you think about the future and that brings anxiety because anxiety, again, okay, is not a reaction to stress that's happening now, okay? It's a reaction to the fear of what may happen and occur in the future, okay? So this person just wrong on all fronts, absolutely wrong on all fronts. And moving on here in this article, um, it goes on to list some statistics and it says 50% of people ages... 18 to 24 have reported symptoms of anxiety or depression in 2023. Um, Yeah, it's no shock that anxiety has risen in the past few years because of what I alluded to earlier, which happened in 2020, okay? The breakout of a virus where all you saw on TV was your future possibility of death. And if there's one thing that gives humans more anxiety than anything else, else, it's the thought of dying in the near future, Again, because anxiety is not what's happening right now, it's what could happen in the future. So I'm not surprised that 50% of the people, um, especially 18 to 24, because they're looking towards their future, they're young, they're concerned about their future, so of course they're going to have more feelings of anxiety. You know, it's sad, but, but it's true. And it goes on to highlight a story of a young man, 34 years old, also a New Jersey resident, shout out Jersey, what up dog? Um, but it says that he had anxiety uh, about you know, his career. And um, it says, you know, the professional pressure of perfectionism and the compulsion to succeed among his peers drove him to an anxiety disorder. Um, But what most people aren't going to tell you is that this is a personal choice. Okay, so you chose that path. Okay, and maybe you're just not built for that path. Maybe you have to choose a different path. And that's some soul searching that the person has to do that the individual has to do. Okay, so to, to just blame like again to blame like society or or um you know to blame the the capitalistic country of america on your choice to try and pursue something you're not built for you know it's 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 just madness right but then it says and this is important okay because there's two things here in this next paragraph you know it says after years of medication and therapy years of medication and therapy okay the fact that it says years of medication and therapy should tell you that medication and therapy didn't work, okay? Um, but it says what did work was exposure therapy. That is the only therapy, the only way that has ever been proven to help anxiety. And what is exposure therapy? Well, it, to break it down simply, like 
let's say you have a fear of stairs, right? Um, you're scared to walk upstairs. For some reason, it, it scares the shit out of you. You get anxiety thinking about going to your doctor's appointment and you know there's a flight of 10 stairs. Well, exposure therapy is we're going to put you in front of uh, two steps and you're going to climb the two steps and you're going to be a little anxious about it, but you're going to climb those two steps and you're going to succeed. And then we're going to move you to four steps and then eight steps and then 10 steps so that when you do go to your doctor's office, you're not scared to walk up the flight of 10 steps because you've done it already. That's exposure therapy. It's exposing exposing you to small doses of what you are anxious about or fearful about and then eventually increasing that exposure over time until you overcome that initial fear at the the totality of what that that situation is. So um, exposure therapy is the only way to get over fear. And the reason, you know, I think that people have younger generations have more anxiety now is because they're not doing shit. They're inside all the time. They're not exposed to the world so that when they go out into the world, they are filled with way more anxiety. When I was growing up, dude, me and my buddies, we did so much scary stuff that like I'm chilling now. Like, I don't get anxious over things in the outside world that much, like everyday things, because I've done so much crazy shit with my boys, right? We did so much crazy stuff, and kids nowadays, young, the younger generation nowadays isn't doing scary shit. You know, the old, older generation had it even more, you know, had to do even more stuff on their own. Without the comfort and technology that we have today, you know, they had to go out and, and, and overcome those fears. They had to go out and, and go through those hard experiences, so... Yes, exposure therapy, going through difficult things, fighting through challenges, overcoming obstacles. That's how you get over anxiety. Um, and then the, it goes on to say, you know, fixing our relationship with anxiety. Um, and it says, people want to feel good. And when we don't feel good, that makes us nervous. No, dog. No, that's not true. Okay. That was a doctor, a psychologist at Cleveland Clinic. Okay, that's not true. People want to feel good, and when we don't feel good, it makes us nervous. No, dog. When I don't feel good, it doesn't make me nervous. Okay, I just don't feel good. Okay, but I'm not anxious about that. All right, that has nothing to do with anxiety. Okay, if you don't feel good, it doesn't necessarily make you nervous. You just feel like crap. So, what are you going to do to feel better? You're not going to sit there and harp on the fact that you don't feel good. At least that's not what you should do. You should go out there and try and get, try and build on small successes, which they're telling you is the cause of anxiety when it's not. Okay, it's the cure for anxiety. Getting out there, confronting your fears, possibly, or, you know, you should start with small doses, like the exposure therapy, and overcoming them and winning and having successes. That's how you, that's how you feel good, is building yourself up going through the hard times, building some resilience. It's just, this whole thing is madness, man. Um, the fact that they don't even give you a solid conclusion to what they had stated in, in the title of the article. Again, the title of the article is Anxieties Everywhere. Experts double down on a solution that may surprise you. Okay, their solution, um, let's see, does it even say it? I read it before, let's see. No, it doesn't. It, it ends with this. Um, Sanders, which I think was the first story they had told about, now views his anxiety like a, a bad knee, which stemmed from an injury decades ago. He wishes he didn't have it, but he's learned how to manage it. So that's what they're telling you. You just have to learn how to manage it. Well, if you go up a couple paragraphs, 
from the other guy. It says, after years of medication and therapy, okay, years of medication and therapy, this guy learned to value emotional and mental well-being over professional successes. No, what he learned was that he's not able to handle that. So he had to restructure his life, okay? It's not learning how to manage it, okay? Anxiety, to overcome anxiety, you have to build yourself up to be a resilient human being who's going to go out and conquer your fears. That's how you do it. This whole article is just, it's just, oh man, this whole article is madness, man. The whole thing is backwards. It, it doesn't highlight anything that's going to help you in life at all, okay? So what I want you to get out of this podcast, that this episode here, is anxiety is, anxiety is not, you know, a state of nervousness. You're not nervous about what's happening right now. You're not reacting to a stressor right now. That's not anxiety. That's a fight or flight response. That's a readiness response, okay, for what's happening right now. And it's necessary because you need to be alert when there's a stressful situation handed to you in life and you need to learn how to get over that. Anxiety is the fear of the future and what may happen in the future. And you need to understand that anxiety is not going anywhere, okay? But how you deal with anxiety is becoming a stronger human being. And how you become a stronger human being is by actually going out there and facing your fears and attacking those fears and overcoming those fears. Uh, so you become a stronger human being. So when those fears present themselves to you again in the future, you are stronger and more equipped to handle them. That's how you overcome anxiety. That's how I have overcome anxiety. That's how a lot of people overcome anxiety. Uh, but just the fact that they stated that one of these people was on medications and doing therapy for years and didn't really see too much success goes on to show that that's the wrong route. Um, so I'm going to be doing more episodes like this where I read an article and then present my thoughts on the article. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, if you have any opinions on your experience with anxiety, I would love to hear them. Uh, my email is stronggentscoaching at gmail.com. Feel free to send me an email. I'd love to talk about this. Maybe even have you a guest on the podcast if someone who's dealt with anxiety and you have some thoughts on this matter. Um, but I hope you guys have a great weekend. Uh, don't forget the motto here, get strong and stay strong. Until next time, gents, peace out.